From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. I will defer to you. Okay, phones on airplane. Check one, two. One, two, Check one, two. One, two, one, two, one, one. All right, let's get rolling. Oh, my word. Welcome back to The Stoop Sessions. My name is Joel Kurz. I'm Stephanie. Well, we both don't know who we are now. You go first, no, bro. You, you Steph. Go ahead, Stephanie. I'm Stephanie Greer on and most you. days. And I'm Eric Hill. It's good to sit with you guys on the stoop. We've been uh, talking about wealth lately. The la- This is, what, ep- episode three this has to be in our three. Yeah. wealth. Money, 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 money. But not just money because wealth is a lot more. That's right. You just bought a new car, Steph. You going to put me out like that. <laughs> just did. in case somebody's listening to this episode without listening to the previous two episodes, we have defined wealth how? I'm like, in so many ways. <laughs> you all right, bud? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> COVID? No. Hey. No. Um, Bronchitis, man. <laughs> I know. Bronchitis. Yeah. Bronchitis is like nothing now with COVID. It's like, oh, you just got bronchitis. <laughs> yeah. Just taking steroid and hair. Right. Oh, it. man. Oh, I thought you sh- had COVID for a yeah, second. Yeah, your struggles are seen, though. Um, we've been talking about wealth. We've defined it as having more than you need. That's been one definition. That's Yeah, that's like our basic bottom line definition. Yep. But then we also have sort of a cultural definition, which is not having to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think by that basic bottom line definition, we're all wealthy, right? Right. That's, right. that's not what people mean by wealth. What people mean by wealth is... I've got plenty, plenty. I, I am good to go. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have parameters yeah, in my spending. Around my spending, my resources. Yeah. So. And so we talked about whether or not it's okay to have wealth. We all agreed that, yes, it is. Um, wealth is part of God's blessing and right. can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I think we all also agreed that the Bible generally talks about the dangers of wealth. Yeah. Not necessarily the goodness of wealth, even though there can be a goodness. It's amoral, right? Yep. So it can be dangerous. It can lead us from God. And we also talked about while it's good to pursue money, to meet your needs, to work a job, it's good to it's good to pursue extra for various things. We're uh, certainly for that. Um, it is biblically not good to set our eyes on wealth yeah. and to That's pursue right. it in a sense of uh, living our life for it. Making right? it the yeah. end, yeah. Yep. It should just be a byproduct if that yeah. if that's what happens. Is that a good summary of our last two episodes? I believe it is. I think so. Yeah. Would you add anything? I guess we've kind of been getting into the fact that in pursuing wealth itself does render us unsatisfied. So, I mean, I think we, we could almost say, you know, wealth is just a byproduct, but mm-hmm. also the dangers of pursuing wealth for wealth itself yeah. is is not what God intended because that does not bring us true joy. And I think that that's kind of like the overarching. This is why it was such a serious warning mm-hmm. in the scripture about pursuing it because it competes as if it will satisfy, but it leaves us... Um, Unsatisfied. We always think it's going to satisfy. Yeah. Yeah, just a little more. Yeah. Right. We we also talked about, um, you know, if you if you are blessed with wealth, how to store it well, right, right? to the glory right. of God. Right. Yeah. Because we we said that wealth is not sinful. Right. So if you do have it, if God has blessed you with it, you know, we're called to use it to to glorify Him. So. Yeah. Not to be haughty, but to yep. to serve to enjoy it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, <laughs> as as a pastor uh, who's been in the uh, in a tough community for a while, some of our biggest advocates and partners have been people who have had extra and have supported us mm-hmm. and really stewarded their their extra well, and you know, praise God. Yeah, for them. Like, don't you feel like God equips people for different things? And one of the ways that he certainly might equip somebody is with wealth. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. And I think the heart, I mean, the highlight is whether people have served us by way of their hands or by way of other donations, the heart behind it has been, I'm on mission. And so I'm, I'm, I want to steward this responsibility in in the right way. So Mm -hmm. we've been grateful both and believe that wealth is not to be pursued as an end and that it's actually good to pursue the kingdom of God, which often means taking a job that pays less for a greater kingdom purpose. First question is, is it right and noble to pursue less in this world and a greater impact in the kingdom of God? Oh, definitely. But I guess the flip side is for those maybe who, who wouldn't, pursue like a, a job, a gospel job or ministry, making, you know, a reasonable salary or high salary. I don't think that we have to be careful and not to label them as like being less Christians yeah. as somebody who chooses to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Not splitting it into a caste system of, oh my goodness, you're working in ministry, therefore you're you're elite. But I do think right. it's, it's noble yeah, it really because is. it comes with sacrifices. Yep. Um, and I think it's it's good to count those sacrifices, not mm. from a God look at me now, you know, come through, but to say I've considered the cost yep. um, of this unique unique place. So let me let me change the question a little bit then, because I want to get at the right thing here. Maybe maybe we shouldn't just think about income mm-hmm. and how much money you make, yeah. but rather material gain. Um, you know, I think like I don't want to just be so bland and vanilla in our podcast that we say every say nothing at all yeah Yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's all i mean you can you know god needs god needs people everywhere and blah 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 Mm -hmm. so yeah we get that like we need hollywood stars that are making millions of dollars that are jesus people right yeah Mm -hmm. maybe i'm just kidding (laughs) man my shade runs deep we need we need people we we need we need our people in hollywood Yeah. yeah i'm just saying like we we all agree that you can be Wealthy, well, I mean, we've already established. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think what I'm thinking is not just income, whether or not you're making a lot, but what are you doing with your income? Mm-hmm. And I, oop, I just hit my, <laughs> my fingers. <laughs> and um, I, I, I uh, biblically, just reading the Bible, don't think I could read the Bible and walk away yeah. and say, therefore, I should spend the majority of my wealth, if I, you know, if I'm wealthy, I should spend the majority of my wealth on material, nice material things and live as nice of a life as I can possibly live. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's a sense in which like we are calling Christians to something greater That's than true. acquiring material gains yeah. and building barns. Yeah. But we're saying use our lives for the glory of God and for the eternal purposes of his kingdom. Yeah. Live a simpler life, yeah. uh, but, but for the glory of God. When we think about our context and hopefully encouraging and calling people to the bigger picture is that oftentimes I know for me, I can be timid and saying, well, like thinking about all of the other factors. I'm like, ah, can I say this? If you grew up this way, can I say, but I I think if we really recognize that the goal is to see Christ proclaimed and there's a unique opportunity that those from their context 
have in their context. Um, it's like, why wouldn't you take that opportunity mm-hmm. when you think about it big picture? But I'm, conv- I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm convicted in, in myself. I was also going to say, G. Golly Willikers. What was I going to say? <laughs> G. Golly Willikers. I haven't heard that in a long time. When you said bland. So we can sometimes be dull in our pursuit towards Christ. Think, I'm a Christian. I go to church. Um, I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my roommates. Uh, whatever. I love the body around me. Yeah. But I think what you're calling to is like, there can be an, an invigorating sense of like whatever state I'm in, I can genuinely pursue the Lord. And more than that, we often think you have to be wealthy in order to be sacrificial or creative. And I think I'm yeah. hearing you say like, actually, this is the call yeah. of the Christian. Yeah. No matter what And I'm going to actually ask you to think about in what ways can you live um, leaving a legacy in the way that you live now that mm-hmm. you look right. back on and you say, all the worldly things that I would have normally regretted, I don't care about mm-hmm. yeah. as much as proclaiming. So I feel like there's something in me that's like, yeah. ooh, how do I live with what I have now? Yeah. Um, and what does that say about my functional theology of what yeah. I actually believe? So I'm both convicted and also like almost invigorated. Yeah. Yeah, without putting rules down. Like if if we're living for Christ when we're 85, 90 years old, 95 years old, and our grandkids and our great-grandkids are sitting around our deathbeds, mm-hmm. what what kind of legacy do we want to be leaving behind? You know, what, yeah. what do we want them to be saying of us? You know, that they acquired as much as they could acquire in this world yeah. and looking at all of this outdated furniture in our right. house. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, or did we live our life for something yeah. more? That's right. And Solomon talks about that too, you know, yeah, right. um, someone else just ends up with all your stuff, you know? And I, I think yeah. I said in the past podcast, how like, I feel like the greatest thing my grandpa left me though, a poor man was like the gospel yeah. and he, mm-hmm. he took hits. Um, I remember he could have lived anywhere else, but he thought I can live with these kids and steward this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And literally he turned down an opportunity for money and, um, became a citizen, could have moved, could have had a lot of opportunities, and he was just like, "This is my, this is my grounds." So I just think, wow, he left me with so much, and he died with no money to his name. Yeah, left us no inheritance besides yeah. the word of God. Let's say you have somebody who pretty much grew up poor, and in their minds, let's say if they're thinking about like, um, I don't know, like hospitality or being more generous, like with, with living a simpler life. They might think, yeah, God. they might think, well. I can do that more when I get mm-hmm. such and such, or I mm-hmm. get this job, or I move to the next income class, whatever. Whereas you're called, what we've been saying is that you're called yeah. to like serve God, serve his people, like wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And you can do that with whatever he gives you, you know, in whatever season yeah. you find yourself in. And the lie is, if I had more, then I could do more. Mm-hmm. Or right. I also think the lie I think is if I had more, then I would worry less. Yeah. Or if I had more, I don't know. I, I I just think of situations when I'm abundantly blessed and I'm not actually serving sacrificially. I don't know. It's such a rough season for yeah. us. Like I, it's like uh, I get scared whenever we get blessed with extra cash and we're not thinking right, right. about ways of like how do we continue to live like we were living? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just such a a, a personal rut. Yeah. of um, greed and glutton. I'm just like. clinging to the last. Yeah. Yeah. So, or I start getting very much like, you know, growing up broke. I'm like, when am I going to be broke again so I can no longer live in a sacrificial way with my time, right. with my resources? And right. that just yeah. kind of headspace is so um, opposite of living 
freely. So this here's one of the challenges for us that are in churches in our context is because most of our churches are a mix. You know, we, we typically don't have just simply one, you know, economic yeah. level in our yeah. church. Um, it's, it's hard sometimes in preaching and pastoral ministry and discipleship to really just characterize what's yeah. the push for your congregation, right? Yeah. Like in our church, we've got some folks who we need to push them toward wanting some material things. Right. What right. I mean by that is like, you know, go get a job, to provide for yourself. Provide for yourself <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, you can live in yeah. a place. Yeah, house. you can get your own place. Yeah. Yeah. You can like, know where you're sleeping tonight. Yeah. Right. Imagine what it would be like if you had your own house one day. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like there's this real push for godliness in provision and providing yeah. for yourself and being a go-getter and working hard. Like yeah. I don't ever want people to hear what we're saying on all of this and, and walk away thinking like, oh, we're just, um, we're okay with uh, Do less. doing less, mm-hmm. not really succeeding in the workplace, whatever, yeah. you know, which is totally not true. I mean, I want to be successful in yeah. things that I do. I want to be as useful as possible, right? right? Uh, hopefully not for success sake, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I want to do well. So we got to push people in some some of those ways. But then I think there's another crowd that could be um, coming from a, a little different background where they have some things yeah. and they have the opportunity to have material gain and their eyes are so focused on it that they're, right. they're not seeing how they could have a more useful life for yeah. the kingdom of God. And so yeah. there's, there's a different call to that community, yeah. right? That's right? But then I think there's a third group, those that came from poverty, those that came mm. from nothing, that you know have a job they're doing well they may maybe they're the first in their generation or they're the first generation to graduate college in their family yeah and they're a, they're they're they, they might hear sort of like this call to live for christ right abandon cons- wealth abandon yeah consider going to unreached people groups in the world maybe consider planting a church yeah. Maybe consider living your life in a different way in a, yeah. in a community where you don't have to live for the right. glory of God, you know? Mm-hmm. And there could be a challenge there of yeah. like, you know, I see it, I get it, but I'm I'm really afraid that I'll slide back into poverty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have the safety net that somebody else might have. Or not only that, but um, that same person might feel like they deserve yeah, yeah. to experience, That's right. you know, mm. like, you know, the other side. Yeah. Middle class. I think uh, one would be just reminding like that individual wealth really doesn't satisfy. You know, like we always believe that, you know, if I could just get more mm-hmm. that, all right, I'll be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that's really a lie. Like yeah. it really is. If you if you're counting on wealth to be um, the, the end goal, you're pursuing it to be the end, like you're just going to be left so unsatisfied. Mm hmm. Yeah, you just you will never have enough. Yeah. That's always a good place to start. I think it might also be good to help people see that, like, look, if you grew up with a lot, middle yeah. class, middle upper class, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've been there, done that, and it's easier for you to live a right. life of sacrifice for Jesus than yeah, somebody yeah. else, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes it's just as hard, if not harder, if you've experienced... Yeah sort of this wealthy background and exactly. you know, I don't see I don't see the wealthy typically by and large 
giving up more than any any other category. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not calling yeah. people to poverty. Yeah. Right. You know, what that's, is the proper... I'm glad you cleared that up. Right. It's... It, we pray. Give give me poverty. Not too little and not right. too much. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Right. And there's a sense in which, like, we... I don't want to be poor. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to be able to meet my needs. I want yeah. my kids to eat healthy foods. Yep. You know, I want to be able to turn on my window units when it's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Last three days. Oftentimes, when we're talking about living a simple life, I think the first argument is like, well, you don't want me to eat. And it's like, no, no, no. I want you to pursue what God, like, you can eat. You can you yep. can have a steady place to sleep. But I think our hearts kind of do that as a smokescreen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because um, what I don't want to tact is, um, is there a different way for you to steward extra funds than going to ceremony coffee every day um is there a way or is there a way for you to steward um your house right i mean is there a way for you to steward the space that you have like i'm entitled to a room where i get to relax and like have all the watercolors and flowers growing i want and if i have (laughs) someone move in with me then that means i'm sacrificing this or i'm also sacrificing status I think a lot for, like, my context is with people asking, um, why would you do that? You know, kind of yeah. asking different details. And I think that recognizing that we really do care what people think about us. And so um, recognizing, oh, in what ways am I bowing down to the God of status besides looking at the opportunities that God has given me to glorify his, his name in this context? So sometimes that stuff is a smokescreen. Like, please eat. Please yeah. take care of your family. Please right. do these things. It's possible. Not without counting the cost, though. That's another thing. I think it's okay to actually say, no, this is what I'm actually giving up for the sake of his name. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Morgan. She has a blog name for the sake of his name. Oh, wow. I didn't want to bite it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, that's good to do. Not in a pious, like, oh, let me just brag. But to say, we are yeah. willingly giving this up because mm-hmm. we, we care about the bigger yeah. picture. Yeah, I'm all about like saying that out loud. And the yeah. smoke screen comes when... You know, you really don't want to, like, give up certain things. You know what I mean? Like, you become used to living, like, a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, man, maybe I can't go out to eat as much. Or yeah. maybe I can't get these mm-hmm. shoes that I wanted to buy. So, yeah, I think that the smoke ring come when you just really don't want to make certain uh, sacrifices. Or we made that the goal. Like, yeah. instead of Christ and him crucified, the goal is, like, I know I've made it when I'm finally not where my mother was or right. my father is. And I think it really does say, is that really the end goal? Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm confronted with that, That's it good. changes how I parent. Yeah. I mean, I'm barely parenting Sevi at this point. But the stuff I pursue is really telling of like, oh, I just That's want right. you to be better than your mom was. Yeah. But that's not the goal. That's not why Jesus it's redeemed. Not, it's not that you have less, sure. um, you know what I mean? It's not that you, you know, you're building up to a better car or yeah. you get a house now or you don't have to worry about bills. You know, I, I think sometimes I make that the goal instead of Christ and him crucified. That's good. You know, one thing, uh, one thing that I would like to say on this is I don't want to leave our people in guilt for having things yeah you know? right yeah um and i you know i don't i, I want to sympathize and empathize with those who uh know what it's like to be hungry yeah. and they're they don't want that for their kids yeah. you know like i don't want that for your kids yeah. you know yeah. so uh, i get that i do want to say that like we we have to trust the lord and yeah. you know whether you come from a huge safety net yeah. or whether you come from no safety net net 
that safety net is really not your safety net. You know what I'm saying? Like there it's, it's all, there's a sense in in which it's all an illusion because Mm -hmm. the Lord can take anything and everything Mm -hmm. away if he wants. And so that's the first thing is we've got to encourage people in our, uh, we've got to tell people to trust Jesus and trust the Mm -hmm. Lord. If if he takes care of the lilies and the sparrows, then he's going to take care of you. And so we don't need to live in worry and fear. You know, we don't need to live in guilt. You know, if God has blessed us and we're able to own our own home. Uh, there's, you know, and we're able to have a, a car or yeah. even two cars. Purchase another one. It's it's not an issue of guilt. Mm. I think everybody though has to live according to their own conscience and ask themselves: uh, Is is this a necessary purchase? Is this why why am I making this decision? And why am I moving <laughs> to this neighborhood? Uh, what's the deeper motivation behind it? What's the what what am I trying to get out of it? Is it is it because of how it makes me feel? Is it because I find my identity in it? Um, and we can slowly, subtly begin to pursue these things without realizing what our heart is going after. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, I'm not trying to heat guilt. Like I said, what I'm trying to do, what I'm hoping to do in my own pastoral ministry is free people yeah. Yeah. from this rat race of I can't ever have what I see on Instagram, you know, and I can't ever have enough purpose and enough gifting and enough success. Mm. And, and I'm also in some ways, I think I'm a little reactionary maybe to what's so common today in so many hip churches, which is find your purpose, (laughs) how to be successful in your calling. Find right. your Which call. Is yeah, incredibly discouraging. Right, and, and what they mean by that? I mean, there's nothing wrong in finding your, per- you know, what they mean by that is, Successful. what kind of job, what kind of career are you supposed to be in that's going to be flourishing, yep. that's going to give you fame and fortune, yeah, become a CEO, whatever that is. Yeah. It's like the neo prosperity stuff, you know, it is. and it's sucking people in. It's the mm-hmm. it's the false gospel of the age. Real subtle. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's it's the idols of the age. Yeah. Mm. It really does say this thing gives you your value. This thing will really give you your value. Yeah. This thing will really give you the respect you you deserve. This thing will really give you your dignity. This thing will really give you your peace and your lack of worry. Um or it'll it'll contribute to that. And I do think um there's so much more confidence in saying Christ really does give you these things. Mm-hmm. And this world um, really isn't the end. I think that that's it. It's like, well, there's so much suffering. And if I don't do this and I feel like I'm going to suffer in this way, but it's like, this really is not the end. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't give us guilt. I mean, I think, who are you saying? Um, was it Luther that said, I, I only look at two days? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, that from, uh, I think, Kent Hughes in one of his books. He talks about Luther. Only looking at two days. What is it, today? And He said he lives in two days. That's today and the day, that day, he that calls day. it, which yeah. is the day that, you know, is to come right. when Christ returns that day. And so what he's, what he's saying there is like tomorrow and yesterday yeah. really kind of don't exist in a sense. Right. Like I only have today, yeah. this day that I'm in. And I also have promised another day that is to come, mm. That's right. which is when Christ returns, the world is remade. Uh, and I live forever with God ruling and reigning. And so so then what he was saying was, uh, this is kind of Kent Hughes talking about Luther, but what he was saying was that Luther lived this day in light of that day. 
and living in light of that day did not make Luther any less useful in yeah, this day. Right. Yeah. But fulfilled. it made him more useful. Yeah. Yeah. It freed him from yeah. the worries of this world, Man. from the attainments of this world, yeah. from the, the little things that we can go after. It freed him to live fully for that day in this day. And look at his life. So you, you know? just want people Man. to be free. That's right. It's, I think it's that's freedom what it, that we're after. I think that's what it's about, is living our life for the kingdom of God. And then our, our regular decisions day to day, whether it's, you know, in the, the purchases that we make or the jobs that we go after or take or the, the things that we set our hearts on, yeah. um, that we try our best to, mm-hmm. li- to make every yeah. decision according yeah. to that day that is to yeah. come. And then mm-hmm. use this day in light of that day. And I think what we'll find is that we will actually be very, very useful in this world. Yeah. yeah. More so than we could ever imagine if we just went after things. Man, you just counsel me, man. Because mm-hmm. our gaze is yeah, that, our that gaze was, is That fixed. was really good. I'm just yeah, like, I mean, just taking it all in. Like, no, that's the hard part is where's the offering plate? Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna hoop you up. I thought you were gonna hoop so we can tune you up. But yeah, how does that apply to our everyday context? We try. Yeah. But we've got to actually. We try. try. <laughs> That's what I want my tombstone to say. That's right. I, I tried. Here lies a man that tried. I tried. You tried. And then Tony Jones would say, "Jesus tried," <laughs> and I would say, "No, Jesus did it. He, Jesus he did, did it. it. That's right. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Where the tambourine lady at? <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews thirteen five. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for He has said, "I will never." leave you nor forsake you that applies to all of us whether we Sheesh. come from nothing right. whether you're middle class whether you've got a lot um, let's be content with what we have mm. let's keep our eyes focused on that day on Christ right. yeah because he will never leave us and that's a good thing us. that's a good thing that makes a man happy come on man. it makes a man happy that's and a woman that's right and a child Cut me off now. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Hey, I feel like you're almost in my sermon, bro. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives. <laughs>